This episode of the Up for Discussion podcast is brought to you in part by Cool Guys with Beards. Hey kid. Yeah? What do you want to do when you grow up? I want to grow a kick-ass cool beard and be part of the cool people party and do cool people things. <laughs> yeah, you do. And you can with a cool, cool, bristly beard. Because nothing says cool like a whack ton of bristly hairs on your face secreting who knows what kind of oil. Because cool beards are cool. Paid by the coalition of guys with cool beards that really just want you to know how cool their beards are. Everybody and welcome to episode 121 of the Up for Discussion podcast. I'm Tom Zalatnay. I'm Kay Bradley. And we've got a special guest in the studio with us today. He's a tall drink of water with a good beard and a nice smile. It's Vance Gillis. Ooh. Wow, that was a great intro. There you go. See? <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming. So you're here to promote a show that you're doing. I sure am. That Kate is in, actually. Yeah. I just noticed that today and I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, uh, so that that worked out nice. So that is your reason to see it is Kate Bradley. Kate Bradley. Kate, Kate Bradley. Bradley. Kate Bradley. Yeah. So what's the show? Tell tell the uh, the fine folks at home. Uh, so the show is called Fifty Fifty, and it's a half improvised, half scripted show. Um, we do uh, nine scenes. In each of the scenes, there's an actor who has learned lines from a script, and they're real scripts, uh, a lot of them from the public domain, uh, which is to say obscure scripts, but they're real scripts. And so the actors learn the lines from uh, from those scripts, and then they get on stage, and then they just uh, read their lines off. Uh, but they are paired on stage with an improviser, and the improviser has no idea what the scripted actors have learned. They don't know the plays. They don't know what they're supposed to be saying. They're just making stuff up and kind of filling in the blanks. So that's the show. We go through nine different scenes from nine different plays. Uh, it's super fun. We've done seven of them before. And the eighth seven one Seven already? Yeah, it's seven. Wow. Seven. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, and it goes well? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I loved, I think I've seen one, which I'm now ashamed of, but <laughs> it's really great and really surprising how insanely the lines all match up sometimes in certain. Yeah. Yeah. It has been uh, remarkably consistent. It doesn't <laughs> sound like it'd be like, you know, as, as spot on all the time as it is, but yeah, seven shows and I've been shocked by how well it's worked in every single scene we've not had a single scene that was less than very good to great sweet uh it's super super fun but the cast it, like, is crazy this time oh yeah, yeah. well this time again the, the cast time. is crazy again. i mean all the times but this is the most excited that i've been for a cast for sure wow yeah and this is like is this the first time you're doing it as part of uh off jfl or uh it's the second time actually okay. so we did it last year as part of off jfl uh, and that went really well, and that was super fun. Um, uh, we also did it before as part of the Montreal Improv Festival. Other than that, we just do it um, every six to uh, or three to six months. Um, 
And so we've been doing this since January of 2015. Wow. And so they're they're kind of spread out a little bit, which I think it makes it keeps it special. You yeah. Know, as opposed to doing one once a month. Right. Yeah. It makes it more of a like event. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Cool. Yeah. So like I'm I'm super curious. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm coming on the 23rd. Yeah. Uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I haven't like I haven't actually experienced like how does how does it work that the improvisers like respond in ways that work with the next line? Cause I totally get like being able to react to the line that was just said, but like mm-hmm. it doesn't cause chaos that the next line is scripted. Like that's so weird to me. This is, this is a weird theater show. We sort of stumbled into something really cool with this um, because the audience is, is in on it. So when, you know, when quote unquote mistakes are made, uh, when an improviser says something that doesn't fit with the actor, the audience is like with them on mm-hmm. it. It's like mm-hmm. everyone in the room is on the same sort of level in terms of like, oh God, what what should they say? It's like watching someone solve a puzzle at a comedy show, which sounds awful. Ooh. And I wish I had made that analogy, but that is <laughs> no, really it's perfect. I think it's really good. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of what it's like. But the audience gets really invested. It's a very special atmosphere right uh to the show uh and the mistakes are just as fun as getting it right uh and the audience gets to see like they get to see the inherent you know danger in Mm -hmm. the improviser not having the lines and so the improviser is like trying to figure it out and sometimes it's just so way off the mark right uh we had one uh scene at the off jfl show last year uh, with Brent Skagford, who is a local improviser, and Raphael Grosh Harvey, who is a local actor. Uh, and Raphael's script was um, uh, about how his uh, husband uh, was at home, and it was like this cheating, uh, this cheating uh, spouse script. Um, but there was no tipping of the hand, uh, in, like in the lines. Brent had no idea that this was about a spouse until like four minutes into the scene. Wow. What Brent thought he was talking about was his kid. And so <laughs> the whole scene is like Brent being like, no, screw that guy. We're going to go. You know what, dude? We're going to go on a fishing trip, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Raphael kept, you know, his lines were along the lines of, I have to get home to him. I have to get home to him. <laughs> and then, of course, when it finally came out that, oh, this is not a kid. Uh, and there was some, you know, specific line that made it clear, like, oh, no, this is about an adult man. <laughs> it's not a child. Uh, uh, the audience, like, exploded because they were with Brent on that. Right. And that's that's kind of what happens in every single scene is the oh, audience yeah. is in on it. They know what the improvisers doing and they're like, come on, man, do a good job. And right. they always do. That's what's crazy is they always do seven shows. We've had 75 different actors on this show. Wow. Which is crazy in Mm. hindsight that all these people have been like yeah i'll do this show where i could potentially look bad and none of them ever have um yeah and we've always had the scenes work out and it's 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 crazy i don't understand what you know what the magic formula is behind it really to be honest i don't know if i want to know uh (laughs) i just love that i get to produce the show that i really love to watch like even just as an as an observer i'm a big fan yeah, yeah I think it's a very different energy from from a regular show where you're just mm-hmm. experiencing like you're you're leaning in you're you're like 
seeing where it's going and you're and and when it works out for some miraculous reason that like the 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 line the actor's line that comes after the improvised line totally fits it's like yeah. a fucking touchdown yeah like the whole audience <laughs> yeah. is like oh yeah. it's amazing and then like that you can see it on the improviser's face and like that that giddiness and like yeah and then yeah. continuing the scene like it's yeah i very, got it yeah yeah <laughs> it's a very cool energy yeah, yeah that's great yeah, I guess that's like that's a lot like when something works out in improv too, right? Like mm-hmm. just that the audience is there, they know that no one knows what the hell's going on and mm-hmm. they're excited mm-hmm. about it when it works. Like Yeah, exactly. And I think I think that happens a lot when it the audience knows improv well enough too. Mm-hmm. Uh like I was just in New York for the Del Close Marathon, which was like a weekend, and so was Kate. I was. Uh Kate and I just go everywhere together now. <laughs> Buddies uh, <laughs> on the road. Um but yeah, we, at, at that uh uh, Del Close Marathon. It, it was like it was all improvisers watching the shows. That's right. that's who it was. So uh, it was very, uh, you know, it felt very geeky in a nice way. In that way of just like mm-hmm. at, at shows, people are like <laughs> they're laughing, but they're right. also going good move. You know, yeah, right. yeah. as opposed to just being sort of uh, passive. Um, what's nice about fifty fifty is that even people who don't watch improv or are not necessarily, um, you know fans of improv can go and enjoy it it's accessible uh in that way because the audience like i said they get to be a part of it and so they don't really need to know improv to to get it in this show it's like a very easy entry point for people who don't necessarily go to improv shows all the time yeah i also think that the fact that it's professional actors helps the flow of it like it's a different confidence and they're they know their lines and they're delivering them with professionalism yes yeah yeah, it's crazy that we get some of the actors that we do on this show. Um, for this go around, uh, I haven't actually met about a third of the actors that are on the Ooh. show. Uh, I only know them from being fans of watching them and okay. having seen them on stage. And so I feel very fortunate that they said yes and very excited that they're going to be a part of it. Because uh, these are like actors, actors, right? And right. In improv, we have a lot of people that are just like, I'm just doing this for fun. Uh, these actors that we have in the show, like these are career actors. These right. are people who pay the bills with their acting. So we, you know, we're, it's very cool to have that that mashup there. Yeah, mm-hmm. no kidding. That's really cool. Yeah, I I always like so like we we book a lot of guests for this show, mm. and like it maybe like ninety percent of the time it's people we know, right? Whether right. it's people we've met once or twice, or people we you know have deep and meaningful relationships with. It's you know we know the people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but every once in a while, I'll shoot an email off to someone a little bit bigger who's like totally outside of our sphere and just be like, hey, like, it'd be cool to get you in our show. And every once in a while, they write back, right? Like, yeah. we had uh, Hank Green on the show a while ago, who's uh, like internet famous, right? And we're yeah. like, oh, this is really weird. <laughs> and it was this cool thing where we're like, so lucky that this guy said yes uh, to a bunch of people he's never met before who like, he'd never listened to our show. He knew yeah. about Tim through Acapella Science, but he didn't know anything about what we were going to do, right? And he was just willing to take a shot and do it. And it was a really cool opportunity. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's exciting, too, to be like, ooh, they, this person likes me. <laughs> someone whose work I enjoy, like, acknowledged my invitation and accepted it. Ah. Yeah. yeah. And that, that kind of sweeps away all the rejection. Yeah, <laughs> the I mean, yeah. I feel, yeah, uh, I feel very <laughs> lucky about um, this show because... Really, no one has said no wow. before, uh, except for people who like said yes, and then later a, a commitment came couldn't up, and they, it, they yeah. couldn't do it. Right. Um, so, yeah, I feel very lucky in that way. That speaks a lot about 
you, Mr. Vance I don't Gillis. Know. I, I don't think, know if that's I true. Is, is, yeah. I, I kind of chickened out a little bit on this show because I was like, um, uh, Sashir Zameda, who is uh, from SNL, she's been on SNL, I think the last four years or maybe five. Um, she does improv at UCB Theater in New York, and right. she's going to be in town for Off JFL. And I kind of chickened out. I could have asked. Right. I could have asked her agent. She probably would have said no because I can't afford to pay right. her that mm-hmm. much unless right. it was only her on the show. <laughs> and then that's a short show. Right. Or it's a long show and it's no good uh, because it's just a 60-minute scene with her and a scripted actor. Um, uh, but yeah, I kind of chickened out. And I, I sort of reasoned with myself. I was like, she's she's not going to be here that time of the month anyway. And I didn't check. And then it turns out, yeah, she's actually going to be here around then. Right. But that's that's totally cool. Well, next year. Next, next time. year. There's always next time. next time. Yeah. But I'm, but part of me is hoping, because the cast that we have is already perfect. It really is. But a part of me is hoping that she's going to like show up. Maybe I should tweet at her. Is that a thing that people do? And, but then know. wouldn't you have to bump someone? No, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have her be in the show. I'd be oh, like, you just hey, wanna, oh, come see. if you want to come see it for free, oh, I've yeah. got a free, you know. That's, yeah. that's totally a thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, let's all tweet at her. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe yeah. we'll start that campaign. We could yeah. get you know, the whole audience of this show to tweet at her. Do you know her Twitter handle? No. And the plan. <laughs> Sashir, yeah, exactly. Sashir Zameda? I don't know. I'm gonna, uh, at Sashir Zameda? I mean, I'm gonna do I don't know why search. there's a question mark at the end. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it because this is a good quest. Yeah. Right. You know. Uh, a good thing to to maybe get and there. is it all ladies this time it is all ladies yeah i uh i've been sort of on the fence about like using that as a promotional right. tactic because uh i'm the only producer for the show and i'm a dude so it's a little weird that i i don't know i just feel a little bit weird about it i it just ended up happening that most of the cast was women mm-hmm. and so it was just like okay screw it let's just get all women because there's you know it's like it's 20 great performers and they all happen to be women and that's kind of i think um uh yeah i think that's kind of what the the show is oh you found her that's what's the one, the, right yeah that's her it's, she's got uh, pizza for hair in her photo the perfect woman yeah <laughs> so uh it's you guys can go tweet at her at the sheer truth so like s-h-e-e-r do it. The Do it for, the, for 50 50. Do it for 50 50. Tell her to go to 50 50. <laughs> July 23rd. At 7 30 p.m. She will have just gotten in, I think, because she performs the 24th to the 26th. Um, so go see her show. Or maybe, yeah, go see her show. I'm going to promo her show. Her show's <laughs> at JFL as well. It's happening at Monument National. Go see her show. I don't know what her show is, but I'm sure it's great because she's great. Yeah. And she's going to be especially great as an audience member at 50-50. So thanks Absolutely. for your help, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, this is this is an all-lady show, um, which I've kind of wanted to do for a while. There's a lot of... Uh, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of weirdness around maybe me using that as a promotional tactic. And also, I don't know that... Me saying uh, it's all ladies in the show necessarily tells you about the quality of the show. Like same as if it was like it's all dudes. Okay, well, yeah. 
A lot of shows, unfortunately, are all dudes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't tell you if it's good or not. Yeah. So uh, if it, you know, makes you feel better, audience, uh, it is all ladies, and it's also just all amazing performers. Right. All 20 of the performers in the show are fantastic. They all happen to be uh, ladies, and it's going to be a great, great show. Um, yeah, I, I got I got some, like, metrics back on my Facebook mm-hmm. ad promotions, uh, and... Yeah, it's like 80% of the people that respond to the Facebook ads are ladies. Oh. And so I don't know if there's like dudes out there who are like, oh, it's all women in the show. I'm not going to click. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but it's it's that's unexpected because the metrics that I had on previous years where it was like a, a, a co-ed. Hmm. Oh, that's a weird way to put it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm committing to it now. So it was like a co-ed version of the show. Um, yeah, it was like well, dudes and ladies. That it were it might be less of a like dudes being disgusted by boobies and more like women being enthusiastic about it. Oh, right? maybe so just like a, a torrent See, of lady love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a torrent of lady yeah. love. See, is this is like... why Kate is on the show. Kate's gonna be, <laughs> uh, not only is she a good performer, but she's also way more positive than I am. Who oh, is in the, public. just the nervous <laughs> in public. Yeah. I'm just the nervous, uh, show producer. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that's a good way to look at it and maybe that is what's going on, but I did find it interesting. I got, I got this, uh, this report today from Facebook. I, I, I'm, I mean, I have a couple like quote unquote business pages on Facebook and I've just started getting emails from Facebook ads being like, Hey man, do you want to start like send out a, 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 create an ad, send out a notification (laughs) And then I'll log into Facebook and I'll get like pop-ups as if Facebook, the sentient being, is chatting with me (laughs) to give me tips about posting ads and stuff. (laughs) And they just launched like, I think it was this week, because I started a new ad campaign this week. um, And it is so customizable, but it also feels like I've wandered into code somewhere yeah. like mm-hmm. it's almost it almost feels like i'm coding I, i'm not just selecting things yeah it's super uh, weird yeah it's very uh, i don't know it, it feels like um uh at this point facebook's like you know what let's not make it user friendly let's just we're just gonna oh. full-on harass people now <laughs> but you you just said that the ai was holding your hand like a friend Oh no! It was it was like soliciting me to spend money on ads, but then oh. when it came time to actually make the, <laughs> ad, the ad, it was it like, was, oh. "Oh, this is hard! Like this oh. is it's hard now. It's not right. you can't just be like, I want to put an ad up. It's like, okay, so uh, what location do they live in? Great, Montreal. And uh, what's the vicinity of the area? Oh, great, great. Uh, and so, do you want people that like Montreal improv, or people who are friends of people that like Montreal improv? <laughs> And if you select the friends, you can't have the people who like Montreal Improv. Is that correct? No. Oh. Okay. Oh. Let's start over. You know, oh my like, god! It was very bizarre. It was like a. It was like a fighting a, a chess robot that was <laughs> pissed it couldn't play chess anymore. You know, it was like trying to fight me in other ways. Yeah. No. Facebook ads are super weird. I like. I mean, I've been you know advertising on Facebook for years with various projects, and I've mm. never really understood what I'm doing. And yeah. I'm still not totally convinced that they are actually beneficial in any way, shape, or form. No, it's almost like ordering extra cheese on your pizza. 
Like, mm. you don't really know what you're getting. Yeah, unless you, you were It can be the same, you know? Like, yeah. You don't have a Q-tip? Not a Q-tip. A Q-tip. Uh, no, no, wait, wait, no. I mean, you could use a Q-tip. Q-tip with little lines on it. You dip it in the pizza, you know how high the cheese is. Q-tips with different lines. Oh, yeah, the, to, the to toothpick. Measure toothpick, that's toothpick. what I was looking for. <laughs> don't stick a toothpick in your ear. No. You don't want to do that. A That's tooth- a bad Oh, my choice. God. Yeah. yeah. But you're not even supposed to stick a fucking Q-tip in your ear oh, because the that. world is oh, upside down. That is true. That no. is true. It's written that is on the true. goddamn box. That's and crazy talk. I still use Q-tips oh, in my ear. Of course. 100%. Daily. Uh, but I do think about that every time mm-hmm. that I use it. It's like, is this going to be like the start of a like a trip to the hospital where I'm going to be sitting in the waiting room going, I knew that I wasn't supposed to use the Q-tips in my ears, but I still did it. You know? Tempting fate this whole time. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, this was the one time that broke down whatever protective barrier I have. Yeah. In yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, a lot of, I think a lot of injuries at the ER started with, but it felt so good. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. yeah. My favorite was that. Uh, so like the whole Q-tip thing uh, was always coupled with this idea that you're not supposed to walk around while you're brushing your teeth because if you trip, the toothbrush will go through the back of your face. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't hear that one. This was, I don't know if this is just a thing my mom told me so that I wouldn't run around with a toothbrush in my mouth, but oh, okay. it worked. I like, I can't wow. walk around brushing my teeth. I have to stop brushing while I walk and then continue as I'm standing. Wow. Like if I need to go to the other room, it's a brush, stop, walk, brush situation. Huh. Mm. I've never been a I've never been a, a mobile toothbrusher. I've never done that. Um, but my my old roommate used to do it, so maybe I'll let her know that this is a thing. Because I remember my roommate. That would be when she's most active is when she's got a toothbrush in her mouth. <laughs> like she'd sit down on the couch, she'd like cross her legs as she's brushing her teeth. She'd like change the channel. She'd get up. She'd like start making food. All the while she's brushing her teeth through all of this, uh, and then she'd finish brushing her teeth, and then she would just sit down on the couch and not. But it was like she's got to be active. She's got to be productive when she's brushing her teeth. Well, it's the most boring thing in the world, I think. I feel like flossing would be more boring. I actually like flossing. I like the sensation of flossing. Yeah? Yeah. I don't, but here's the thing. I use those little uh, picker things. I don't even know what you call them. Like the little green dudes with the... The, um, the hook on one side and the thread on the other? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See, again, guys... Kate Bradley uh, in fifty fifty yes. on Sunday July twenty third. If it wasn't for Kate, the show wouldn't be wouldn't be happening. Um, uh, All the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just opening, by the way. I'm not even in the show. I'm well, she's in the show. I'm warming she's not you in, up just, yeah. with Kyla Margaret, who's yeah. a fantastic lady. Yes. And I don't know how she brushes her teeth, to be honest. No. Probably really her. well. She's, yeah. she's an organized lady. Yeah. An organized lady with nice teeth. Yeah. Do you guys yeah, notice probably. people's teeth? No. Me neither. Almost never. No. Um, um, yeah, I'm actually bad at spotting when people have stuff in their teeth. Because hmm. oh. I get, I have people like friends and, and, and uh, you know, family and stuff that get upset with me when they discover that they've had something in their teeth. Because mm. they'll go like long periods of time where they have something in their teeth and I just have no idea. Because I just don't look at people's teeth. I look at people's eyes and then i'm just you know anxiously looking at other things um but yeah i've i've gotten in trouble many times from people close to me who are mad because i didn't tell them that they had something in their teeth because i didn't know but how close to you are they if they don't know that that's the thing that you don't do um 
I don't know. You know? Yeah, maybe that's Why not just maybe accept that's the you question. for you. Yeah. Kate but Bradley, I've, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've changed my patterns because I used to not say, because I'm like, I had braces when I was a kid. Um, like right. teeth um, is constantly oh, sure, on sure. my mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if somebody has something in their teeth for the longest time, I would just, you know, like think about it the whole time, but oh, not yeah. say anything because mm. you don't want to make them feel bad. And now it's just a sort of a, like a little, a little point, a little point and nod. And, uh, sure. And then, you know, most people are cool with it. Yeah. Because for years I thought they would be like so embarrassed. Because who cares? Right. Yeah, I yeah I was uh, yeah I used to be like that with people who would have their fly down. Oh yeah, mm. I was always deathly afraid to tell people because I would notice that. But I'd be like, I don't want to mortify someone. Yeah, right. and for some reason I always had this irrational thought that like someone would get mad at me if I told them, mm-hmm. or they'd be like, "You pervert!" Right? <laughs> but it's like no, there's it, you just. I didn't do it. I didn't pull down your pants. <laughs> I didn't like, do it. I didn't. I'm just telling you that this is a you know a problem that you yeah. can easily fix. So yeah. Well, because the embarrassing part isn't the actual thing. Isn't having something in your teeth or having your fly down. It's it's that having that for an extended period of time without knowing it. Yeah. So the sooner that's nipped in the butt, the better. Yeah. Everyone. Just Kate t- Bradley, t- everybody. Kate Bradley, everybody. Oh, man. Hey, Kate. Yes. Do you want to tell people about Patreon.com? I do. (laughs) Sweet. On the last episode, (laughs) Johan complained that we've been using the same copy to promote our Patreon for over a month. So here's a new one. Patreon is a service that lets this lets, lets, lets that lets creators get paid by their audience in exchange for cool perks. If you've been listening for a while and you've got a couple bucks kicking around that you'd be willing to throw our way, you can do so at Patreon.com/slash/UpForDiscussion. If you do, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Candice, Eric, and Carlea. And if you give at least five dollars a month, you get to tell us what to talk about once a month on the show. This week's Patreon topic comes from Gabriel, who wants to know, what's a crush? No, really? Because I've done this one. I feel like we did this one very recently from somebody else. Yeah, so I'm going to yeah. not say that. Whoa. Because Scandal. you know what? You prepped me for something else. What did I prep you for? You prepped me for what's a comeback you'd like to see. That is, in fact, oh. what this was supposed to be, and I must have typed this wrong. Holy oh. crap. Kate see, Bradley, got, ladies and gentlemen. I got this I got this repeat uh, one. Yeah, and I yeah. Anyway, oh, so I, you worked on the crossover one, but didn't love what I came up with. Okay, because cool. I kept talking about stuff that was like way far in the past, you know, like okay. not current stuff. Right. Okay. So okay, so let's talk about stuff that's way far in the past that we want resurrected. Yeah, great, cool. Yeah, great. I love it. Yeah, you know, when I typed this out, I thought that seemed a little wrong. Mm. And I was looking over it, and I was like, well, "Okay, I guess we're just no, getting no, this no. Question you have again. to trust yeah. trust your chest and your brain when that happens." Yeah. But here's here's my question: hmm. Is this still from Gabriel? Oh, oh. So who oh, came up with this no. one? Oh no! We don't know where the question <laughs> came from. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic! Fantastic! Oh man! Well, you know who you are, and that's what's important, right? Yeah. And if your name is Gabriel, great. Yeah. Or Gabrielle. Oh, like in uh, Xena, the warrior princess, her sure. friend Gab- Gabrielle, and they would always have like these hot bath moments. Oh, was she the blonde one? Yeah. Okay. And her top kept getting shorter and shorter as the series <laughs> progressed. Hey, look, they were in syndication. They needed. 
We need to get past that 100 episodes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay, can, uh, j- just a little tidbit before we get into the, the comebacks. Um, don't don't melt your face into the mic thing. Um, I, at the Montreal Comic-Con over the weekend, uh, Kevin Sorbo was there. And mm-hmm. Kevin Sorbo played Hercules, which played at the same time as Xena, which is why mm-hmm. this came to my mind. And the announcer kept saying that Kevin Sorbo was there and that he was ready for autographs and like every 15 minutes Kevin Sorbo it's like nobody cares first of all because he's kind of an awful human being if I'm not oh, mistaken I, I feel like he's gone into the I'm a strong white man and oh, I can say yeah, horrible yeah, things yeah. about society mm. right and I was just like fuck, oh, fuck you man so tired of those yeah and, uh. and another another quirky thing that came up on the on the loudspeakers was um now giving autographs the very very happy john cusack oh my god why was I he also, so happy i don't believe that he was happy no. i don't the that theory guy was that he was being trolled cranky, yeah yeah exactly such a cranky dude um maybe the I announcer still love was messing john with cusack. him me too yeah the announcer i love that announcer i want that announcer's <laughs> autograph because that's pretty damn good because john cusack is a cranky man yeah. from what i understand he's he's a real real cranky dude do you guys know if John Cusack and Joan Cusack are related? Yes, they, they are. are. They're they twins. Are. They're twins? They're twins. Aren't they twins? I don't think they're twins. I, I think, think she's older than twins. him. twins. I think she's actually older. I okay, mean, well, that would negate that my twin thing. But, I th- but they're definitely siblings. Yes, They've absolutely. done a bunch of movies together. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I love them both. I prefer in the past. her. Me too. I liked, I've, I've learned to love her more and more as I've seen her in more projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's cool. She's a good... Um, familiar face i don't know she's just got this cadence too that i really like i find the older i get the more i'm just like drawn to comic actors who have a very specific like cadence Mm -hmm. which is weird just the way that people speak it's so weird i don't know it's not weird that's a little weird how is it why why is it weird we're so comforted as humans by sound yeah maybe and the human voice is one of those comforting things so if it's a Mm -hmm. that's true like al lafrance is a lovely cadence i found i find That's true. It's just a very special way of speaking. You know, yeah. feel safe around him. That's true. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara is my go-to. Oh. And I don't know if that's because when I was a kid, she played the mom in a lot of stuff, like mm. Home Alone. Mm. And she was also Sally in The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I loved as a kid. Um, but her voice is just so, I don't know. And it's also Canadian enough yeah. that it's familiar. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Are the Cusacks Canadian by any chance? No, I don't no, think not? so. I think they're, yeah. Americano. Hardcore Americans. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Staunch Republicans. I yeah, I have no idea. Born in from. the American flag. Yeah, they were born. Yeah, <laughs> an American eagle. Um, That's my favorite Bruce Springsteen them. song. Born in the American flag. Yeah. Born, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 80s were a different time. So, <laughs> But oh, to the, the question. So a comeback I'd like to see. Yeah. A comeback. So I've been for years saying that I would love to see like a modern day Frasier reboot. <laughs> Or a spinoff, even. Like, Frasier 2017. But not with Kelsey Grammer. With Kelsey Grammer. Oh, I see. Reprising I see. the role. After, oh, like, a 10-year okay. Would Niles okay. be there, too? Oh, yeah. Here's okay. my proposal. Frasier's son and uh, Niles and Daphne's son are in their, like, late teens, early 20s by now. Yeah. Maybe not even. Maybe well, you like can. You can cheat it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, can yeah. cheat yeah. it. Uh, maybe they're podcasters. Hmm. Oh, maybe Frazier's like, ah, podcasting. Blah. I was in radio. Blah. <laughs> and then like Niles and Daphne are doing their like romantic thing on the hmm. side. Is Frazier still with Laura Lenny? Well, we don't know, right? Did they end up together? 
I don't it, like the finale, he goes off on a plane to follow someone to Chicago. Uh, That's it. We don't know what happens after. Huh. Wow. Yeah. So, I, for, as as long as it's like not young Frazier and Niles, I'm uh, on board with that. Yeah. No. Because that <laughs> I, I find that happens too much with 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 comeback vehicles. It's like they, there's got to be the young version. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I don't I don't think has ever worked. No. I don't know. Is that is that a thing that we can dispute? But like, has that ever worked? Name a couple examples. Um, the first one that pops out, even though I'm sure most people don't even remember this, is Dumb and Dumberer. Oh, do you remember that? Y- nope. I haven't seen it, but um, I thought it was a horrible idea. Yeah. So I don't think anyone's seen it, but it was like it was <laughs> it was a full on studio film where they decided that they were going to reboot the series by pl- having these two actors play the characters that originated with Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels mm-hmm. as teenagers. Oh. But uh, how, how could they possibly think that was a like anybody trying to be Jim Carrey or Jeff Daniels is a know. bad idea. Yeah. I don't know. They're just golden nuggets that cannot be you know. That's uh, almost like a stronger idea if you write that script that way and then at the last minute you decide to make it a, an original thing. Like you just scrap. Sure. Oh yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I, that's my pet peeve with a lot of production. It's just like fucking. Why do? You, why does it have to have this loose shell of this property that you want it to be? Just right. fucking yeah. make your own thing with that that same idea, and it'll be way more fun to watch. That's like, what. Yeah, that's why I liked the Wet Hot American Summer so relaunch. Good. Yeah, because they just. It's the same thing, hmm. but they're like, we're going to do an origin story. We're going to jump back in time. Yeah. yeah. But everyone's so much older now. It's <laughs> yeah. like they're they're so obviously in on it. Yeah. And having a blast. It seems like they had so much fun on oh, that show. It looks so uh, much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And Are then the new season's like a, coming. Yeah. They're yeah. doing a new one. Eh? Yeah. Is yeah. it like the reunion? It's like 10 years later or something? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they're all still too old right. for it. You know, they're all supposed to be in their late 20s. They're like oh. 40 something now, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's like ten years ten years later, so technically it's the it takes place the latest out of all of the you know this wet hot American summer yeah. universe. Right. Uh, but it takes place later. I just think that's cool that they were able to do a reboot like that. Yeah. But also, it's the same actors, and right. I yeah. guess that's part yeah. of the joke, right? Yeah. Well, and, the, and the, the, the idea of seeing Fraser and Niles play themselves as teenagers could be oh funny. My God. That would be great. Like they're basically just wearing t-shirts as oh, opposed yeah. to Well, no, suits. no. No, they'd still be wearing suits. Oh, they're te- they <laughs> they wore suits in their teenage years? Uh, of I course. Mean, <laughs> I, I see Frasier doing that. I see, actually see uh, Niles as in sort of like just a, like a sweater. Like he's trying to be less dressy. Mm. Right, right. He's got sweater vests. Yeah, he's got like sweater vests and, yeah. and whatnot and like Really tight collared shirts, mm-hmm. yeah. and does does uh, Fraser have like a fro? Ooh, oh yeah, because like be half fun. his head is not covered in hair. <laughs> right, yeah. Later well, in life, yeah, it's what happens. Oh, that'd be great though. What did Kelsey Grammer look like? Has anyone seen him with full like a full no? Head of hair? I've never seen a young Kelsey Grammer. He had like he, a reasonable amount of hair on Cheers, but that yeah. was still pretty yeah. late in yeah. life. Yeah, because he was he was in his late thirties then, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna see if there's photos of young Kelsey Grammer on the internet. Because I have a feeling mm. he's gonna be yummy. He might be. I mean, have you seen <laughs> young uh Ricky Gervais? <laughs> oh, super fucking hot, right? Like he's a good looking dude. Yeah. I can't believe that. Uh I've got a friend who I'm convinced odd. looks a lot like a blonde Ricky Gervais. Ooh. And he's like our age. So that would 
not surprise me. Oh, this is disturbing. Oh, no. Oh, does, this oh, is, oh, is this Has he had the same hairstyle since he was two? This is a very strange thing. Um, this is a young Kelsey Grammer what? with oh, wow. just a lot of hair. But what what he, a face, though, as well, huh? He looks yeah. like Pat Gordo. He does. A sort of merge <laughs> between Pat and Phil. Yeah. That's bizarre. So that's where... Well, hot rumor here. Oh. The Gordo brothers... Secret Sons of Kelsey Grammer. Oh, secret, yeah, exactly. Secret Sons of Kelsey breaking Grammer. Breaking news on up for discussion. That's oh, probably not a thing, but it could be. <laughs> Why'd you kill it so fast? I, I want to. I mean, the wave, the ripples of the, the rumor were growing. Well, we're going to confirm the rumor at 50 50 on July. Oh, uh, yes. There we go. Yes. Yeah. So, what about you guys? Comebacks you'd like to see? Arcades. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Good call. They've had a bit of a resurgence with the barcade. Yeah, but it's. I feel like it's not the same thing because you like the drinking, right? And the like the nightlife and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like with all this VR stuff coming out, there's so much more potential for just going out and hanging out at a at an arcade. Mm-hmm. I love the driving games at arcades. I used to spend a lot of time at arcades when I was young, and I loved them. Um, but I would be. Uh, hesitant to go to the arcade if it was too expensive. Hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. If that's it has like to stay the justification. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. Because I could see arcades sticking around forever, but as like a thing for rich people to do. <laughs> you know? On like, let's go to the arcade because... The arcade. I'm, yeah, I'm bored of petting our domestic tiger or whatever yeah, rich people... Diamond, I don't know what rich people do. Into the, <laughs> yeah, into yeah the they machine. pop diamonds in... Uh, <laughs> Oh boy, the machine's jammed again with the diamond. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I would love to to go back to arcade days. I was always a big fan of the driving games too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was never good at the shooting games. You know where you would have a gun. Yeah, I just I don't know what it was. I always got nervous about holding a facsimile of a gun uh, and firing at a screen. I don't know why. It made no, me nervous. not a violent child. I guess not. Like even playing Duck Hunt at home if, on my Nintendo, my old Nintendo, that ugly gray gun. Um, yeah, I would. I didn't really love it. I didn't love holding a gun in my hand. I kind of get that. Yeah. <clears throat> the only time I ever enjoyed firing a gun was, I mean, I never enjoyed plastic guns. The mm. only time I ever enjoyed a gun was when I shot a BB gun at a can once as a kid, and it was exhilarating. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah. But it's because you get, like, a kickback, so it's real, Yeah, sure. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, I don't know if I'd want to shoot a living thing. Right. Well, I went skeet shooting. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. a shotgun and some clay. Yeah. Nobody has to die. Yeah. Unless you're uh, not paying attention and you blow your friend's head off, as right. the person was telling us uh, it would turn into ground beef. Well, oh not beef, God. you know, because wow. it's human. But, but that's effective, though. That also, I, I, ju- I immediately it now. saw the yeah. face just splitting into, <laughs> into, in, into porridge. Into ground beef. Into oh ground porridge. Yeah. Wow. But it felt really fucking good to hit that target because mm, it bet. feels impossible. Right. It's so far away. Mm-hmm. And then it just fucking gagoosh, mm. smashers, and then tinkle, tinkle, pure tinkle. joy. Hmm. And then, of course, there's always one person in the group who can't hit the target, and then it's sad for them. Right. But I felt very good about it. And well, then, then you go just, home without you know, a, yeah, yeah. They go home and they grab their plastic guns and they're like, goosh, 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 goosh. Yeah, they're just shooting all their plastic dishes. In the, yeah, in the super soakers. <laughs> shooting their plastic, <laughs> <laughs> shooting plastic dishes with plastic guns. Yeah, they just open the cupboards, 
Yeah. Yeah. There's always one person that goes insane at the, mm-hmm, pre- at the mm-hmm. practice shoot. Um, yeah, that I, I've always kind of wanted to try that, actually, like a target practice thing yeah. right? in a very safe, oh, contained environment. Yeah. But I, I do think guns have always kind of made me nervous, but um, I would like to fire one at some point. <laughs> yeah. Is that horrible? No. No? no? Okay. I think that's normal. Like, it's it makes you nervous, so you almost want to try it to mm-hmm. help with that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I went, yeah. yeah. I went hunting with my with my dad when he was young. When he was young, <laughs> oh my god, Vance the time traveler. I, yeah, I traveled back in time to hang out with my my dad, the child, and, you, and we went st- hunting. <laughs> uh, no, I was a child, and I tagged along as he was hunting, mm-hmm. uh, and he offered to let me fire his gun at a at a rabbit, and I couldn't do it. Uh, and uh, yeah, and he disowned you. No, no. I mean, he was totally, he's totally fine with it. My dad's a cop, actually, and so oh. he's like, like we always had a gun in the house growing right. up, right? I didn't know where it was because he always kept it really safe, but he always just sort of instilled in my head like guns are not to be messed around with. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Well, I think so. that's like an important thing to teach kids. Like, of I, yeah, I really don't like the idea of like kids' toys that are guns. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, mm-hmm. it, it's not good. It's like it teaches kids that guns are toys. It's like yeah. no, guns aren't toys. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's I true. always found it weird too how, um, even as a kid, I was like, so wait a minute. So I'm supposed to be uh, scared of vampires and like the werewolf and all this stuff, but it's not real. But I'm watching The Lion King and the lions are so cute and I wish I could touch a lion, but the lion is dangerous. You yeah. Know? Like, there was yeah. a lot of that when I was growing up where a lot of like the programs and stuff that I would watch would be. Um, sort of making cute these things that were inherently dangerous to uh-huh. me, whereas I, I was meant to be sort of afraid of things that didn't actually exist. Right. Yeah. That was kind of bent, isn't it? A little bit. And also, my th- my beef was always with the tooth fairy. Like, <laughs> as I got older, I was like, that's sick that I'm supposed to just expect <laughs> this home invader to come into my house, um, steal teeth from me, and leave me like a quarter. Yeah, my like bed, it's really you know? not, you know, what's a fucking quarter? For my tooth. For I'm something. never going to get that back. Yeah. You know, like no. that's that's my tooth. Unless you invest that quarter, like the instant oh. you get it, yeah. you let it accrue some kind of interest over the years. So you yeah. use, use your time traveling ability. Yeah, yeah. Go I'll back. Go back. <laughs> use I'll that tell change. my dad, the child, yeah. to uh, invest in Google. Yeah, lose all your teeth, son. Um, I don't know why I'm calling him son. He's my dad. It's a dramatic irony. I've got to, I don't know, i got to work this out. This is a Christopher Nolan movie in the waiting, I <laughs> oh. think, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, traveling back to my dad. The Tooth Fairy probably has some really fucked up ancient version of the story, right? Because like a lot oh, of the probably. fairy tales are super whacked out yeah. Yeah. and violent. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like, some dude punching children's teeth out and then taking them was probably the original story. Mm. Probably, yeah. He wasn't even a fairy. Mm. Didn't no. even have wings. Just a guy. Like, just a brute. Just a, a real brute. scary With loose dude. brown trousers. Like I met, like, and also like a, a lot of those old Santa Clauses, especially in through Europe, oh. are they're terrifying. Some yeah. of them are like, he's going to get you if yeah. you're bad. Yeah. More so than he's going to bring you a treat. It's like no, no, no. This isn't that Coca Cola Santa Claus. This guy is literally going to murder you and no one will find you yeah yeah puts you in a bag and beats you with a stick or something yeah yeah really bizarre did they make a movie about that 
They did. Uh, Krampus? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's it. And it's, there was also one that was, uh, I don't remember the name of it. I don't remember. It was, uh, I think, maybe Scandinavian or mm-hmm. something. It came out a couple of years ago. Uh, but it was basically about, like, I think it was a killer reindeer, maybe. But there was also, like, this this evil Santa that had this killer reindeer that was loose on, like, this ro- very remote um, industrial area where this single father had his son. Anyway, I gotta, I, I'll, I'm going to think on it. I haven't thought about that movie in a while because it really <laughs> disturbed me when I watched it because it was scary. It was right. really scary. And then you became deathly afraid of deer. Yes, and now... I need to shoot a gun because I need to protect yes. myself from deer. Yes. You guys ever Full seen circle. deer in real life? Yes. Yes. I love when they bounce. <gasps> They're cute. It's magical. It's They're unreal. Yeah. yeah. I saw a video of like 50 of them plowing over a fence. Yeah. yeah. Not plowing wasn't the right term. Hoppy hopping, <laughs> springing over a fence. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like they, they jump so high and so far and like they can clear a six foot fence and it's, it's mental. Yeah. yeah. And like you don't really see them like prepare for the jump even nah. they just sort of go yeah it's mm-hmm. like cats yeah it's like those are... weird spiders that hop <gasps> i love mm-hmm. those they're my favorite they're my friends oh uh, i'm not uh, no thanks yeah no, no. But... not for spiders no <laughs> no but they're nope. i mean they're cute they're... i just don't want one near me okay. i'll watch a video of one and i won't be creeped out at all right. Right. i just don't want it in the room what about those that go like this they like dance they wave their, their <laughs> arms around and... i mean that's pretty cute yeah. but at the same time no thanks. Keep in <laughs> distance. He can just go in the other room or something. Yeah. Is it the legs or the eyes or the mandibles or the uh, fur? It's the idea of them yeah. getting in my pores. Ooh. In your pores, or not my pores? Sorry, but just like my my ears or in your business, in my mouth, in your, you know, in your like human business. my pores. Uh, <laughs> that, I have that's more a pores movie than right just there. those. Yeah, exactly. In my pores. Oh, it's okay. The film is it's a moisturizing cream oh, that no. you apply, and it's full of spiders. It's full of spiders, yeah. and then they and hatch. Then they hatch from your pores. Yeah. See. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's in, really upsetting, and it's yeah. called pores. Yeah, <laughs> pores. This summer, it's like yeah. blackhead widows. Oh my goodness! Wow. Don't exfoliate, yeah. <laughs> or do exfoliate, or do exfoliate. You do have to exfoliate. Yeah. Don't pop. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> what if in the next Spider-Man: Homecoming, Spider-Man: Homecoming two, the Winter Homecominger? Yeah. <laughs> what if there's a scene where Tom Holland is popping a zit, and then spiders come out of it? That's. I would watch that. That yeah. If that was the whole movie, I'd go see that. Oh, you've got Five that, movie. that zit popping watching thing. I do. Yeah. Oh, I w- I'm not pleased that Vance now knows that. I can't. I can't do that. I, I find, but and here I'm gonna uh, say a general thing based off of knowing five people in my life. But uh, I feel like that's more of a lady thing than a dude thing. Is like wanting to watch people pop zits. Hmm. From my from my experience, I've never known a dude who has enjoyed watching that, but I've known many women who will watch that stuff. Huh. I don't know if that's just like a feminine thing. Well, there because... are no, but there are differences between like okay, this is going to go super dark, but it's just for the example. Sure. Yeah. But like uh, women kill themselves in a different way than men do. Sure, because of you know the way our brains work and the way society has trained us to view things. Like men are prone to more violence, so like it's we are attracted to different kinds of things. Yeah. So, and, but because I was just thinking back to Reddit and trying to, cause I only saw usernames, but I, I assumed mm. most of them were guys for some reason. Oh, really? 
I don't know why that would. Have been. Maybe well, maybe it's it was gross, and we assume that gross things are done by boys. Very possible. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can't watch those. But uh, I guess a lady's tolerance to grossness is higher just because of you know bleeding monthly. Yeah. Oh, true. You know true. that is true. Yeah. Yeah, strange fluids emerging from places. Yes. I mean, we have we have lots of gross stuff that's going oh, on, of course. but nothing that uh, I don't think women get to um, act afraid of in the same way that men get to be like, "Oh my God, she's bleeding!" <laughs> I, I'm, I've never, you know, uh, <laughs> have our monocles fall out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know rich people or men or people. Um, don't worry, I'll get myself together. Okay. Sunday, July twenty third at Montreal. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes. So, is it, what did you say? Your comeback? Did you? Well, I didn't. You did, well, you would have to come up with one on the spot. Yeah. You're an improviser, so you should be able to do that. Well, I have two little ones. Two yeah. little ones, and they kind of tie into the two things that you guys talked about. Um, I and this is. The, the, I know sort of silly, but I really want a return of like physical music and movies. It's never going to happen. What do you mean? But I wish that it would come back. So I spent a lot of time when I was young and I guess this is what I'm channeling here, but I spent a lot of time when I was young in record stores, um, but in like music world and Sam, the record man and HMV. uh, And uh, I feel like, that is going to be a thing that maybe comes back. I, I could be totally wrong on oh, that. Oh, physical media. Yeah, right. physical media. Uh, because we're still not quite at the level yet where you can just be like, I'm going to watch this tonight. And you know for sure that you're going to have it. It's going to be like, mm. well, it's not on Netflix. Especially yeah. in Canada, we don't have everything. We like, don't we, have Frasier on Netflix. We don't. Uh, have you seen U.S. Netflix it's or so U.K. Better. Netflix? Like, it's crazy. They have so much stuff that yeah. we don't have. Oh, really? Yeah, because of licensing. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, I have Crave TV as well, which is mm. great because it's it's a lot of TV shows that I like. But it's it's like you have to keep going through all these services to sort of mix and match the things that you're looking for. Hmm. So I feel like a small, um, a chain of of intentionally small record and video stores. Actually, this is a terrible business well, no, model, but I wish that it would come back. Is right. my point because I loved killing time looking at stuff, yeah. and I would spend the money. That's the thing. Right. As a kid. And as a teenager, I spent my money there. That's where a lot of my money mm-hmm. went, was into buying these things mm-hmm. uh, and then trading with people, you know, like right, making right. Yeah. making copies. So in this case, it'd be like, you know, making MP3s or whatever. But that that is that is one of the things that popped mm-hmm. in my head was like, I really wish that there was some sort of uh, like a way that we could bring back like an HMV that isn't an HMV. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, because so, I, I think the price is where it gets tricky because yes. it's available for so little online or, yeah. you know, because yeah. like TV series were pricey as fuck, like yeah. the box sets yes. and stuff. But I love I worked at HMV for a couple of years in the DVD section and I loved mm. it very, very much. And my collection grew exponentially because I saw everything come in and I got it at yeah, cost. And right. it got nuts. And then my last purchase was the pacifier because it was just there. And <laughs> I just had to have it because it was a cost. Um, Vin Diesel's finest hour. Yeah. yeah. But I totally like the browsing. Like so many people would just come in so and spend nice. a long yeah. time browsing. I, I think it was just like a, um, 
a happy place for me. Yeah. Because I also love bookstores. Bookstores are still around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's my absolute favorite place to be is in a like a used bookstore, right. especially if I'm having a crummy day. I find it's just so calming. It's like meditation, you know, like like just sort of, okay, I'm here. And I don't, I'm not feeling rushed. I'm not feeling, you know, like, uh, yeah, I just used to love browsing. Oh, maybe I'll buy this or maybe mm-hmm. I'll buy this. Um, HMV always used to get me with like, this is two for 20, yeah. but this one's two for 25. Be like, I really want this other 25 one, but it's two for 20. So I guess I'll just pick up this movie that I've never seen. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes that would pay off. Sometimes that, you know, some of my very favorite movies were movies that I bought because I was going to get a deal <laughs> by buying them and I hadn't yeah. seen them, you know? Yeah. 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 That got me with music all the time. Back when I bought CDs in high school, I would be mm-hmm. like going for one specific CD and then I'd see that it was like two for three. I'd be like, okay, all right, time yeah. to expand my horizons. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I'm thinking now because I, when I'm in a bookstore, I, I, I look at everybody else. Everybody else like seems to be reading stuff, but I feel mm. bad about opening the book because mm-hmm. of the spine and it being mm. new and stuff. I've never browsed a used bookstore before ever. Really? Huh. I've been in them for like like with another person who was looking for something, but I've never yeah. gone in for myself and just looked around. And I feel like that whole stress of I'm going to damage the book just right. doesn't exist mm. in a used bookstore. Not really. I Not mean, that I like fucking violate the yeah, book. Exactly. But, you know. <laughs> You're aggressive with the books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I open up every book in every bookstore and just bleed into it a little bit first. Yeah. And then I just press it into the ground. Um, I bring soil with me, see if that's going to stain the pages. Uh, Yeah, I used to live uh, in the Young and Eglinton um, neighborhood of Toronto, and there's a bookstore there, which is part of like a a chain, but like a local chain, but a chain called BMV or BVM, or I forget what it is. But uh, it's two floors. And so all the stuff that I happened to want anyway was always on the second floor. But there's like no staff up there. Uh, and it, they just have like gentle music playing. Yeah. And so you go up and the floor sort of creaks. It's got that, you know, like it's an old building. Mm-hmm. And the floor is sort of, you know, slanted, kind of crappy. It creaks. <laughs> so you're you're just there um, listening to, you know, this soft music playing. And yeah. just looking through the books that you're you're interested in. And I don't know. That was always like a perfect um, sort of way to kill a half an hour for me. It was Sounds just really to feel nice. like I'm not bothering the staff. Cause that's the other yeah, thing too. Yeah. If I was down on the main floor or if I'm in a used bookstore where it's just like one little space, I always feel like uh, that, you know, I, I, I have this weird guilt when I don't buy things mm-hmm. or it's like, I don't, you know, I feel compelled like, Oh, if I'm going to stay in here that long, I'm going to have to buy something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was my happy place uh, is this two floor bookstore. So if I could somehow bring back the idea of like movies and music and they'll probably be used. This is probably what I'm what my yeah, business yeah. model, right. which will never go anywhere uh, is. But that would be my my first big comeback. And the other comeback, just to mention it quickly, it would be um, some sort of a reboot in the same vein as Frasier, uh, except different, would be like a reboot of In Living Color. Okay. If you ever saw that, the sketch show uh, that was on Fox in the early 90s. The reason why I liked it is because it was um, uh, it was 30 minutes long. So it's not too, too long because SNL is like an hour and a half. That's like a commitment. You have to sit down. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, And also because I feel like we sort of got robbed a little bit with like the 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 only show that has felt like a successor to In Living Color since it was on 
was Chappelle's show in a way, mm-hmm. how Chappelle's show sort of like played around with the format a little bit. Like Chappelle would have pre-taped bits and then also live bits and right. and sort of mix them together. And he would also have music, which I always thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and music performed in these interesting ways. Uh, and then, you know, it just, the, the rug kind of got pulled and there's been no real successor to Chappelle's show since then. It's mm-hmm. really just been like, Portlandia and Key and Peel and mm. Inside Amy Schumer, which are fine shows, but they're they're not in the same vein. So I would love to see a, a show kind of with that vibe, where it doesn't feel mm. quite so, um, it, where it's not just a half an hour version of SNL. It's like right. a show with a very unique uh, identity to it. Hmm. Yeah, I always thought In Living Color was a sitcom, so now I'm tempted to go back in time. No. And check it out. You know what you might be thinking of, though, is Living Single. Because I think that was on Fox at the same time. Oh. Yeah. Possibly. I think Martin Lawrence was in that show, I want to say. Living Single. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Well, he was in Martin. I think Martin came after After Living Single. Or he was like part of the ensemble of Living Single. Or I'm way (laughs) off. And that wasn't Martin Lawrence at all. But I think it was. I think he was in that. Um, Did did Martin spin off from something? Uh, possibly Living Moesha single. or oh. Living Single. I feel like there were a bunch of shows in the 90s that were connected. Hmm. Uh, and I don't remember which ones were which. Like, I know a different world spun off from the Cosby show. And I think something spun off from a different world. Right. But uh, but I th- there were a lot of those shows in the early 90s that were spinoffs. Because they went spinoff crazy for a while. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and a lot of those shows just didn't work. Like the only one I can think of recently that was a spinoff that, that kind of got the can was when they tried to spin off the office and they had, Into uh, what? Oh, so they actually filmed this. This was, uh, oh, the, the, ra- or the, the farm. farm. Yeah. The farm. So Dwight, uh, Rain Wilson's character was supposed to have his own show. Yeah. And NBC was like, yes, let's do this pilot. Yeah. Which was then, I think they then turned it into a, an episode of The Office. Yeah. But huh. originally it was supposed to be like a spinoff. Yeah. Thing. Well, it was that weird episode where it was mostly just Dwight and his cousin, I guess. Yeah. Moe's. Yeah. And this beautiful girl shows up and yeah, it was, it was all set at the farm uh-huh. and then he ended up proposing to her and it was like a story arc on The Office. Yeah. That they didn't follow. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, which I is got, bizarre. Like, I got really excited when Netflix announced The Ranch because I thought that's what that was. <laughs> and then it turned out to be this like sort of bad Ash and Kutcher vehicle. But hey, was, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, three seasons in and I'm still watching it. Three seasons three of that seasons. shit? My God. Yeah. Well, they're God short. They're like 10 episodes. It. I couldn't. I mean, hmm. maybe maybe yeah. it gets better. Maybe I didn't it give it a good chance. It doesn't. No. So no. why well, why do you keep I, watching it? I really like the country aesthetic. So I'm coming to Young sure. Country on Thursday. And I'm sad that this comes out on Friday, so we can't plug it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wait, can I promo that? No. no. Um, uh, unless you, I give people my time travel equipment, but I'm probably not going to do that. Don't do so that. You got to patent that first. Yeah. Got to make sure it's safe. Yeah. And it's hard to do time travel patents. Yeah. yeah. Well, Someone's going to steal it. They will exist someday. <laughs> um, and then I'll bring them back. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I like the country aesthetic. I enjoy the chemistry between Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson. Mm-hmm. And I have a soft spot for Sam Elliott. So Sam Elliott's yeah. great. Yeah. Is he Sam the Elliott father, is the old yeah. guy. Yeah. He's yeah. pretty He's magical. I like how his voice always ruins my laptop speakers. I can play it at any volume <laughs> wow. and it's always. <laughs> oh yeah. He's got a real, real quality. Again, going yeah. back to cadence of people's voices. Yeah. I, I have such affection for Sam Elliott now. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, yeah. The big Lebowski is, 
playing here in Montreal this weekend. Right. Um, not to promo it, but I mean, it's it's at Cinema de Park. Uh, <laughs> what but time and what cost? Um, Sunday, July 23rd at Montreal Improv. Uh, oh! 50-50. Uh, no, but it's playing this weekend, and I'm sad I'm actually going to be out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and mainly because I want to hear Sam Elliott on the big screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. 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 Sam Elliott's great. He is great. He's also got a role on Grace and Frankie. Yes. Which is fantastic, and I oh, only I found it like a month good. ago. Yeah, my my girlfriend loves Grace and Frankie, uh, and she doesn't know how to feel about it because it's just like two old ladies, <laughs> and that's the show. But I mean, yeah. I, I think it's okay. I've never actually seen it, but it's, she's she's always like guarded about how much she wants to talk about how much she loves it. but Because old people are bad? No, that- no. It's just like <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I think no. I think it's more like um, she's like, "Am I too young to be watching this? Like, should I not be?" You know, like here's the thing about Grace and Frankie. It's like it was written initially by Marta Kaufman from Friends. Yeah. Uh, funny story. Uh, another writer who was a regular writer on Friends wrote an almost identical premise show. Like wrote a pilot of it and everything, pitched it to networks, uh, but the characters were in their thirties. And it didn't get picked up because Grace and Frankie had just gone oh. through. Oh my and god! That writer had to call Marta Kaufman and be like, "Hey, just so you know, I had a similar idea. Your script is way better, but wow. just so there's no bad blood between us, if you hear that I wrote something yeah. that sounds like it's ripping you off, I promise it wasn't." Wow! Yeah, yeah. that happens in the industry. Yep. Yeah, the simultaneous bubbles of thought. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was actually a show on ABC a few years ago that was similar in plot. I don't remember what the name of it was, but instead, it, but. The focus was on uh, one of the husbands. Okay. But it didn't last very long. But they were in their 30s. They were like young right. young people with a similar plot. Yeah. But, the, but yeah, it's Lily Tomlin and, and Jane Fonda. Yeah. And we can uh, beat that. Martin Sheen. And Martin Sheen, yeah. It's, oh, it's damn. Good I love Martin Sheen. Yeah, it's good seeing Josiah Bartlett on TV again. He's great. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, old folks and spinoffs i just wanted to mention this because it it blew my mind a little bit so i worked on an improv show called silver ladies um last year uh which was like a take on golden girls it was just an improv show inspired by golden girls meant to be light and fun right uh and it was i don't know why i phrased it like (laughs) that but then it turned out to be yeah uh and uh so i just wanted to watch a couple episodes of golden girls just as reference to be like okay how can we use this story structure what is their story structure and the first episode i picked was a season finale it was like the third or fourth season um and it was so bizarre it was like you know on the simpsons when they do that like tv cavalcade episode and they're really making fun of tv like um, Chief Wiggum and Skinner are moved down to New Orleans, and they be they like are cops in I New don't Orleans. Remember that. And then like the uh, Grandpa dies, and he's in the Love Tester in Moe's Bar. And <laughs> anyway, so so the point is, I when I saw that as a kid, I was like, oh, they're they're really making fun of TV. That's not what TV is like. But this is this this season finale of Golden Girls. They were trying to launch a new show oh. out of this episode. So they were trying to do a spinoff right. um, for the show called Empty Nest, which did eventually actually come Happen. on the air. And it was on the air for a long time and it was right. successful, blah, blah, blah. But um, the whole episode was literally, it started with the Golden Girls and they're like uh, just living their lives. And then this random woman comes into their house who 
I don't think the audience had ever seen before. She'd never existed before this episode. But the Golden Girls were just like, oh, yeah, you're here. Of course, you're a friend of ours. And this is what's going on. Everything okay? And then the episode follows this woman back to her house. And that was meant to launch this new (laughs) sitcom, which was about her and her family back at her house. That's so weird. Um, And... uh, and that was the whole episode. And then the Golden Girls show up at the very end. But this was meant to like launch that show. Did it seem sincere, the relationship between them no. and this woman? <laughs> no. Like it was it just forced. meant to launch this thing. Right. And and what's funny too is they ended up totally abandoning everything about this this show called Empty Nest. They got rid of everything about it except for one actor. And Empty <laughs> Nest did become a show, but it had nothing to do with any of the characters or the situations that were presented in this That's launch, this Golden weird. Girls launch. Weird. But it was super weird. It's like watching Game of Thrones uh, and having someone show up and be like, I'm hey, Jon Snow, time. sorry to bother you. I'm just having a fight with my wife. And then we follow <laughs> that guy back to his house. And they're actually doing spinoffs of Game of Thrones. Really? So, of they are. Yeah, that's huh. what they're working on, apparently. They have like five different pitches in the oven because they've only got like 13 episodes left. Right. So HBO, or they're like, we got to have something. Hmm. So yeah, they, they're working on a few different spinoffs. So I wonder what it's going to be. It'll be like Ooh, can something there be a similar. dragon one? Where it's just the dragons know. hanging out. And okay. they don't talk? It's no, just, they talk. Oh, they talk. They've got to talk. They talk, but yeah. like One of them is voiced by Sam Elliott. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. They're all voiced by Sam Elliott. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. All it's like three the of Sam them. voice. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't change his voice at all. <laughs> so you don't know who's speaking. If you closed your eyes, you wouldn't know who is who. But uh, it's a cute show. Sam Elliott's Dragons coming this yes. fall to HBO. Doesn't that sound like the most amazing children's story? <laughs> Sam Elliott's it. Dragons? I mean, it actually does sound pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. I would watch that I for sure. watch the hell out of that. Yeah. yeah. Put all my money into that. <laughs> I don't have any money. Yeah. Neither do I. Well, if you guys are looking for a show to put all of your money into, remember that you can support us on patreon.com slash up for discussion and get all kinds of cool perks. Um, yeah, I, that kind of brings us to the end of our show. Well, Sad. yeah, that flew yeah. by. But well, thank you for having me on. Guys. Thanks so much like for coming. On the yeah. wings of a dragon. On the wings of <laughs> Sam Elliott's dragons. dragons. <laughs> <Fly> away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh, you're doing Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> See, that's even better. I was just like free forming it. I thought it was Sam Elliott singing the song, but I think Sarah McLaughlin. Where was some, the McLaughlin in there? There's yep. the high pitch? The wings yeah. of the, the angel. angel. Yeah. He, he was singing uh, in the tune of angel. Yeah, I thought. I thought I was That's even better. Coming, well, thank you for having me on. Yeah, yeah. thanks so yeah. much for coming. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks so, for bringing donuts that I will fu- fuck in my face <laughs> as soon as we stop this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Kate Bradley. Yeah. Kate, Kate Bradley, Bradley, everyone. Kate Bradley. Uh, yeah, so uh, remember to check out Fifty Fifty at Off JFL in Montreal on July twenty third at seven thirty p.m. at Montreal. Seven thirty p.m. That's it. How much are tickets? Uh, they vary. You can go okay. on the um, Off JFL ZooFest website and ZooFest.com, uh, and you can actually buy a pass. And that's probably the best way to do it. There's a bunch of other shows by great local artists, including the Sketch Republic, Joke Town, Full Time Idiot, and All Star Improv. Uh, and you can see three shows or six shows on a pass, and it's actually way cheaper. It's really right. not that difficult to to get the pass, so I highly recommend doing that. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so we'll drop a link to that in the description. Cool. And uh, yeah, remember to rate and view the show on iTunes if you haven't done it already, because it really helps us get discovered. Um, subscribe on your podcast app of choice. 
uh, you can leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash Upford Podcast. Super cool. We pay for that service, guys. So so <laughs> leave us a it. voicemail. <laughs> uh, share this episode with a friend who uh, who you think deserves a spinoff. Mm. from your life from your- <laughs> so share this with someone you're breaking up with yeah yeah send you them home your to their family show. not my show yeah exactly yeah that's share it. this like- with your family that you're never gonna see again it's like someone you think is interesting enough to be the main character in a story but not your story sure no. exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, follow follow the show on twitter at dama talking and each of us individually i'm at tom zalatni at red random at oh yeah no kidding and uh yeah uh, also um kate adrian johan and i are going to be performing in a show oh, yeah. at comedy works on july 18th called mm. Belle improv uh blood and thunder will be there too which is super fun yes uh, mm-hmm. as well as a bunch of other dope performers so come on out it's a happy hour all night yeah that show is so, always so fun it's always Bell great. improv's awesome i'm excited to perform at a different venue where there's booze. Oh, you haven't been to comedy? I've, like, you haven't <gasps> performed there? Never, yeah. I went yeah. to an open mic there once for a stand-up night. I it's, didn't perform. Yeah, it's but, cool yeah. that we have this other stage to kind of do improv on. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. You're going to have fun. Yeah, it's a great show. It's cool. It's lovely. And it's our first time doing improv as, like, the hosts of a podcast, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. I saw it up online, and I was like, what are you doing? My name wasn't <laughs> there, and then it caused conflict, but it was resolved, and I'm in it now. Pretty much great. immediately. Kate gets in. We had signed up for it before Kate yeah, signed on as a host. I thought they were kicking me out. <laughs> no. But. Oh, I see. Wow. Yeah. It was like, we signed up for it, and then like the next day, Kate was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then we forgot that we had signed up for it. <laughs> Until I noticed. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, cool. So uh, we're done. Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP, Benson, as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. See you guys Sweet. next week. 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Uh, July 23rd. Yes, come to see you. Who I send out Benson, Benson, Joe. Benson, 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 Benson,